Hello, and we are back. We are back, and today we're gonna be talking about more deficiencies. That's like a little bit uh, depressing topic, no? Kind of, yeah. So if you didn't catch it last week, we talked about nutritional deficiencies, and it's a uh, first part of our series, and mm-hmm. we talked about what was it calcium and magnesium. Mm-hmm. So this week, Zeus, why don't you tell the listeners what we're gonna talk about? Well, we're gonna be talking about vitamin D and vitamin K. And you know when I said it's a little bit depressing because I think nobody wants to be deficient in anything, right? I think we all want to thrive, we all want to be healthy. But the fact is that in today's world, in our fast-paced world, and uh, the the foods we are eating, um, not being as nutritionally dense, a lot of us are gonna end up with some kind of nutritional deficiency. Right. So let's teach our listeners how they can not be deficient, okay. or to help at least kind of provide them with uh, tips and and foods in that that can help them stay more thriving and healthy. Mm-hmm. No, so let's start with vitamin D today. And I think it's one of the, I think, major deficiencies in our culture. And they actually suspect that about 80% of North Americans are deficient in vitamin D. And, you know, Europe is not even that far behind. And when we think of vitamin D, what do you think, Nick? Where do we get it from? Like I think the sun is exactly. the first thing I think of. I think that's like what we've been taught as kids, right? Vitamin D comes from the sun. Well, it doesn't actually come from the sun, but our body transforms transforms the sun rays into vitamin D in the liver. It's a very important vitamin and uh, that actually later on, if we have more of it in our body, it almost acts like a hormone. So do we actually store it? We do store it. We definitely store it, but we do need to get it um, from outside sources. Especially Vancouverites. Yes. (laughs) And you know, it's interesting that so many people are deficient of vitamin D. Think about it, how much time we are spending indoors these days. Our lifestyle totally supports the deficiency in vitamin D. Kids as well. You know, there's not as many kids getting out playing and stuff. So yeah, that's a big thing to, to think about. So that's probably why we're so high with our percentage of people being deficient. So yeah, okay, well, let's talk some more about it. Sure, let's talk more about it. So, uh, you know, lacking vitamin D is a serious matter. When I was looking into it, Nick, it's actually quite scary how many problems in the human body could be caused by like vitamin D. I and can see your list. You can see my, I'm not going to read it all, but I'm just going to say some of the like more important ones like Alzheimer's, asthma, autism, um, cavities, colds and flus, depression, heart disease, insomnia, migraine, and the you know the list goes on and on. Even muscle pains, and um, we don't recover inflammation and such stuff. So definitely, vitamin D deficiency is not a light subject. And where can we get it from? So you said it before, sunlight, right? I think that's definitely the best place to get it from. Okay, so how much sun do you would you recommend that we need per day to be out in? Well, you know, I'm not a doctor. And I was researching it on the internet quite uh, extensively. And there's really no set period of time. It all depends. Like if you have a lighter skin, you don't need as much sunlight. If you have like some very darker skin, you will need more sun exposure. But on average, they say anywhere between 10 to 15 minutes per day. But it has to be exposed skin. So you cannot just go into the sun and cover yourself up and put a sunblock on. You have to have direct exposure to um, to the sun and your face, your hands... 
Uh, your back should be exposed. Arms, whatever exactly. you can have. So obviously depending on the season as well. Yes. Trying to expose as much as you and can. And where you live, right? right? So if you're more like southern states or uh, you live in Australia, you obviously won't need as much as you would need right here. And they also say between 10 a.m. and 3 p.m. because that's when the sun is the highest. So that's where we would get the most out of it. So those who have really stormy uh, winters in like eastern Canada or those like us who live in Vancouver mm-hmm. and have often cloudy, rainy days, you're recommending that we should have a getaway to like Hawaii exactly. Mexico. <laughs> well, think about it. When you go on a vacation, how much better you feel afterwards. Right. So, of right. course, we are relaxing. So, we get a chance to sleep maybe a little bit more. But it's the vitamin D also. It, it improves our mood. Here in Vancouver, we get it a lot when people get depressed over the winter. Oh, yeah. You can see it. Like a sunny day, people just lighten and are way more interactive. And, like, we'll say hi on the street. And then as soon as it's a cloudy day, everybody kind of closes off and goes in their shell. Mm-hmm. So, I could definitely see how it can affect our our mood for sure so what are some what are some other symptoms maybe that people might might see of well symptoms um definitely things like headaches depression Uh, when we don't get enough vitamin d we cannot properly absorb calcium so that's what we were talking about last week right so we need calcium magnesium and vitamin d as well in order to properly build our bones and maintain um, it's interesting because when i get into it they all like you need to be kind of equal across the board because i'm going to be talking about vitamin k after and as well it correlates with how much vitamin d you have and so on so again we're now talking about calcium magnesium vitamin d and vitamin k so Mm -hmm. they all have to be in check Absolutely. To be able to be functioning and thriving really to the best we can. I totally agree. Like, but once again, you know, how much of our lifestyle depends on it, right? It's how, how we eat, if we exercise, if we go outside and get enough sun. So that's definitely a big, it plays a big factor on all those. Okay, so there's some depression, different symptoms that you were suggesting that mm-hmm. you might notice, headaches and such, which are pretty common things which people might Absolutely. not be aware of. So I guess just trying to uh, get into the sunlight as much as possible. And what about uh, food sources? Unfortunately for plant-based eaters, the only one I could come across is mushrooms. And I don't know if if it's because they are sitting in the sun and they're absorbing it, maybe, Mm -hmm. possibly, I don't know. But mushrooms are the only one. So if you're not getting enough sun or not adequate amount of sun and you're not covering up, that's what I mean. Because think about it, how many people actually, especially as women, we are afraid of sun damage. So we put sunblock on, right? Mm -hmm. So it doesn't count. And why do we do it? A lot of the time, because we were told to prevent cancer but did you know that actually if we don't have enough vitamin d it's responsible for majority of the cancers out there so we need to choose our battles right i guess right well and two now i think our sun is a lot hotter than what it used to be so Mm. there's that that play in the environment and what we're doing so it's it's yes, really like, all around but also uh, the people who do burn a lot of the times they burn because they have a lot of acidity in their body interesting yes. yeah so if uh, you can make your body a little bit more ph friendly on the ph level that is important because basically keep it alkaline mm-hmm. by eating lots of fruits vegetables nuts and seeds drinking plenty of water exercising taking some rest um you can expose yourself to the sun in much safer way all right that sounds pretty good yeah and if you're not into that you will have to supplement because you cannot live without vitamin d in your body okay so talking about supplementing what is the recommended daily intake if people were going to supplement obviously you mentioned about mushrooms Mm -hmm. and using that so david wolf knows what he's talking about (laughs) i guess 
<laughs> so um, if people can find a natural supplement, I guess, with either eating fresh mushrooms and including that more in their diet, or I'm sure there's probably mushroom supplements out mm-hmm. there if they want to go more of like a powered form to get it in. Or what are some other like recommended daily? How much should they be getting daily? How much should, they should be getting? Once again, the science is kind of off on this one. Any Anywhere from 400 to 10,000 units per wow, day. Wow, we can go up yes, to 10,000. Yes. Up to 10,000. And they say that um, you would know that you're getting too much if you're getting headaches and inflammation. I was going to ask if you can kind of overdose, as they would say. It's the same thing with sun. Like, when, if you're at the, on the sun, on the sun exposure, and you start to burn, that's probably the indication you had enough. Oh, you know? yeah. Because, you know, you often do get a headache if you start to get, like, you know, sunburn or that mm-hmm. evening, you know, you kind of suffer from headache. Yes. So that's all I have to really say on vitamin D. <laughs> okay. Shall we move on? Let's move on. So let's move on to uh, vitamin K, which is actually known as the forgotten vitamin. Forgotten? I put that in quotes, my yeah, little it's air so hand funny. quotes. Because um, until you mentioned it to me one day about your bone density and vitamin K2, I've never heard of vitamin K2. I didn't K2. either. Okay, and we're going to get into that because there's an, actually three types of vitamin K. There's, I think, five, but three main ones that we actually talk about and know. Anyways, I guess the, the benefits of vitamin K are really often overlooked. And it's mostly known for when you think about vitamin K, what do you think of? You don't because you don't really no, know. That's no. why it's often the forgotten one. So it's mostly known for blood clotting and our bone strength. So strengthening our bones as well as preventing heart disease. And when we were talking about vitamin D, why I was saying how they all kind of work hand in hand, well, it works so well with vitamin D because K is actually the transporter of calcium. So think about K as working in our body as it's going to take that calcium Mm -hmm. and transport it through our body. So there's where our calcium comes in. Mm -hmm. Now D is what helps us strengthen our bones by absorbing that calcium that the K is transporting through our body. And now K makes sure that the calcium is going in the right places. Oh, interesting. So what we want is that we don't want calcium, we want calcium to end up in our skeleton. We don't Mm -hmm. want it to end up in our arteries. Like floating around. Exactly, our heart valve Mm -hmm. or anything like that or our organs even. That's where if you don't have adequate amounts of vitamin K with the D, that's where arterial calcification starts. So we actually start to get calcification in our body and our arteries and that especially and that's where heart disease and all that comes into play. So basically people who just supplement with calcium and they don't have adequate amount of D or K they're putting too much calcium in their body Mm -hmm. so you need D and K to be able to make these all function together interesting now I was saying that there's three different types Mm -hmm. so let's talk about K1 which is known as just vitamin K it's the most natural form of uh, vitamin K which is found mostly in plants especially like green vegetables and stuff like that now this vitamin K goes directly to the liver to help maintain our body from blood clotting and it only stays there for three to four hours so we're not like storing that vitamin k Mm -hmm. but we're using it to kind of just process through the blood system and stop us from blood clotting now the next one is vitamin k2 k1 k2 (laughs) is pretty easy to remember and that's made by actually by bacteria that lines our gastrointestinal tract. Interesting. And that goes straight into our blood vessels and in our bones and our tissues. Mm-hmm. Now, K2, you think about it, it's, it's made by the bacteria in our gastrointestinal tract. And the way I remember this, K2, which is actually our best version of vitamin K, mm-hmm. it's found in fermented vegetables.
vegetable or fermented foods I should say so like we'll get into that after but fermented so I think of bacteria and you need bacteria to ferment right. things so that's kind of how I remember the two so possibly people who suffer like um uh, Crohn's disease or we'll definitely get into that wow. because that's a big thing for sure mm-hmm. so the third one is uh k3 okay believe it or not and it's synthetic form so it's really highly not recommended to be using that form because it can actually cause toxicity in the mm-hmm. body so, so we want to uh, we want to focus on k1 and k2 in our diet yeah and k k1 comes naturally from if you're eating a lot of green vegetables and stuff and i'll give you kind of a list it's a small list of things but again if you're eating whole plant-based foods you're gonna get that Mm -hmm. and then k2 is primarily from fermented foods so okay um those are two main sources of the vitamin k and again you know if you need to supplement we can get into get into that as well so with that said most people shouldn't have to supplement with vitamin k most people should have enough vitamin k if they're eating a proper diet and it all depends like you were saying on Crohn's and different things like that it all depends on your gut mm-hmm. and if your digestive health ah. big time you have to make sure and that's why it all starts with the gut right? right everybody says that so if your gut and your digestion is very healthy then you're gonna be able to create this vitamin mm-hmm. within you Anybody with osteoporosis or osteopenia, which is kind of borderline to osteoporosis, you should consider supplementing. So this is the one person that should really consider actually taking some vitamin K2 supplements. Mm -hmm. And it should range from anywhere from 50 uh, micrograms to 100 micrograms. And then adding also um, vitamin K foods into your diet as well to try to keep it. Sources of vitamin K is actually from green tea. Green tea is a big one. I just had a cup of green tea. There you go. So you got some vitamin K. Um, As well as leafy greens. So anything from Swiss chard. We talked, I think, in the beginning with calcium and magnesium, how big dandelion is Mm -hmm. and how good it is. Dandelion's huge, like number one for vitamin K. So what would we do with it? Juice it, I guess? Juice it or eat it. Like, I don't mind it in salads. But I I did mention last time I prefer to juice it. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's just easier to get it in and like you're gonna absorb it a lot quicker wow dandelion something you can find in your backyard I know. Eh? everywhere <laughs> we we complain about them i remember growing up as a kid and there would be like dandelions everywhere in the yard when i'd be cutting grass and i hated it and now we go to the farmer's market and it's like 10 bucks per bag of dandelion <laughs> All right, so stuff like that, kale, broccoli, parsley, Brussels sprouts. Think of your dark leafy greens, mm-hmm. and that's going to be your K. Um, K2, like I mentioned, fermented stuff. So anything from miso, another thing called natto. Natto, I've heard of it a lot lately. Yes, highest, highest possible vitamin so what K2 is natto you can me? get. Can we explain it, what natto is? Okay, so it's a Japanese soy dish. Like it's fermented Fermented soy, soy dish. Um, I've heard many different things. So I, I always think of durian from being in Thailand and that smell. So I guess what I've been told is either people love it or hate it. I've tried to find it and purchase it here in Vancouver, Mm -hmm. but everyone I could find, it had additives and stuff to it. So I've never Mm -hmm. actually got to experience it just kind of in its natural state. Maybe you'll have to go to Japan. Maybe, I don't know, but it's the highest, highest stuff. And I guess you either love it or you hate it and it smells awful and it's like gooey texture so some people don't like the texture right. so it's but a lot of health benefits definitely. huge there's so many so many so 
With this said, the sources of vitamin K and um, natto also contains some fat in it usually when you mm-hmm. get it, and that's a big thing. So K2 and K vitamins are fat soluble. Mm-hmm. So definitely when you're taking it, you need to have fat sources with it. Okay. So my biggest thing, I'm going to talk about this. I didn't even put this on here, but my source of vitamin K where I get it from is wheatgrass. That's right, yes. 100% in like a scoop of wheatgrass if you're buying the powdered form. But there's a trick to it. Yes, adding it to any fat Mm -hmm. so you need to have fat with it so if you guys follow us on instagram or on our facebook page you may have caught this little tip of what i provided the other day is what i love to do is i take the wheatgrass powder and i put it in blender vitamix whatever with a whole coconut i'll crack a coconut open a young coconut pour the water and scoop all the meat so you're Mm -hmm. getting that healthy fat throw it in the blender and blend it up and i drink that so i'm getting coconut fresh coconut water with healthy fats as well as my huge dose of vitamin k perfect perfect solution for you instead of eating smelly sticky natto so with that said now deficiency causes what it can actually cause if we are deficient in vitamin k is um like we mentioned before calcification um cardiovascular disease is another big one varicose veins Oh, wow. is a huge thing that people may start to start to see. That could also be a symptom. Mm-hmm. Big on brain health, but they're still looking into it. There's still studies about if it can affect our dementia mm. and actually help us help us um, with that. It's interesting because when we were talking about vitamin D, we were also talking about Alzheimer's and uh, dementia. It all comes together, mm-hmm. right? Vitamins and minerals, kids. Eating whole foods and yes. plant-based is really, you're going to have it all. You're going to be able to thrive and you know, prevent these things. Cancer is another one. Tooth decay. Infectious diseases like pneumonias and stuff mm. people get. Now, things that can actually contribute maybe to these deficiencies could be uh, long-term time on like antibiotics. Okay. So if you have one of these infections or something and then you're on antibiotics for a long period of time, then you're more apt to maybe have a vitamin K deficiency. Well, think about it because uh, antibiotics destroy the bacteria in your, in gut, your gut, right? Exactly. So you can absorb vitamin exactly. K. Exactly. So getting some probiotics. Yes. Again, we're not doctors, but I would suggest cycling always with probiotics after mm-hmm. taking antibiotic if you have to. Like you mentioned, Crohn's, IBS, mm-hmm. um, celiac disease is another big one because that's also your your gut. So anything with intestinal or gut problems, anybody with those types of problems are probably going to have some sort of deficiency Mm -hmm. in vitamin K. Now, symptoms would come from like blood clotting or prolonged clotting time. So that would be any type of hemorrhaging or Mm -hmm. anemia, things like that. Um, Increased bleeding. So if you have excessive menstrual bleeding is one. Nose bleeding, gum bleeding. Uh, You can even lead to gastrointestinal bleeding, which actually might end up with blood in your urine. You might see something like that if you bruise easily. Mm -hmm. So these are a lot of signs. I think if you start to see these things, definitely go and talk to your physician Mm -hmm. and just get checked and see if if maybe you are are lacking some vitamin. The thing, Nick, is that we do suggest sometimes supplementing or talk about supplements. And I know that many people are just not into it. They don't want to supplement. They feel like we should be getting most of our nutrients from, from food. And I totally agree with that. I think we should. But unfortunately, we live in a world where it's no, no longer like that. You know, and even with the vitamin D, when we are not getting all the exposure to sun anymore. So we do have to do something. Do have to do something. <laughs> do have to do? Do have to do what we need to do in order to stay healthy. It's a lot of do's. <laughs> Sorry. 
<laughs> throwing so people anyhow, off. Anyhow, do you have anything else to say about your vitamin K? Just make sure that you're getting enough eating. And like, I would suggest starting your morning every single day with a wheatgrass and some coconut. And then go outside and play in the sun for a while. Exercise in the Exercise sun. How about that? Exercise in the sun. Perfect. And you're set. Yes. All right, I think we're done. I think we've done our job. We did. And next week, we're going to talk about all those B vitamins. B. Mm -hmm. Awesome. All right, talk to you later.